0: Well, good morning. A little bit late than Friday, yeah, but it's a day ending in a Y, so we're okay. That's right,
1: and it is. It is supposed to be an ad hoc broadcast. Ad hoc, yeah. Hmm. Ad and you hoc. Oh, can you do that on public airways? I don't know. We'll We'll find out. Exactly. Exactly. So, how are things in the left coast?
0: Well. Our atmospheric river is abating a bit today. Uh, we had a real big windstorm last night. Although they are calling for snow and they've shut down the connector on the Coquihalla because of dangerous road conditions. So I guess fall has fallen and winter has reared its ugly head already. It is, it, winter does have an ugly head. There's no well, yeah. If you don't like the snow and all that kind of stuff, yeah, it has an ugly head, but if you're kind of an outdoor uh, skier, tobogganer, whatever, I guess they look forward to this kind of weather and being able to get out and frolic in it.
1: This is from someone who won't see any of that for a couple of weeks. Thank you very much.
0: Well, it all has to do with global warming,
1: no doubt about it. I hear you. Yes. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoy your time on the beach. (laughs) No pressure. That's that's a reminder to our readers, listeners, that uh, we may have an interruption, or we may have an on-site from a hidden location somewhere uh, of uh, of Bob. Uh, we'll make that we'll make that a teaser if, if we can do the technology on it. Well, we certainly can. Yeah, then we'll see how that works out. Otherwise, I'll be all by myself making up stuff.
0: Well, I think you did work with the federal government at one point, correct?
1: <laughs> there you go. You had to bring that up.
0: Well, no, I'm just thinking that, uh, I think you and I were probably one of the only few people on the, uh, the whole government payroll that were cleared to a uh, highly ridiculous rumor with the ability to, uh, create rumors by Wednesday at noon, if none was started. So,
1: <laughs> by the way, I just, uh, before we went on, I was reading that uh, TSA will continue uh, to require uh, vaccine, proof of vaccine for non US citizens that fly into the United States. That's apparently till the uh, effective till the 8th of January 2023. So well,
0: it'll be interesting to see what uh, what transpires in, in that respect. Are they looking like the airlines in Canada priced themselves out. So now we can drive down and not get queried about our vaccination status and then fly from the United States to others? Yeah, I don't know.
1: That's a good question. Um, This is uh, part of the, I guess, the tail end of of regulations that uh, they're they're not sure exactly how to deal with as it winds mm. down. I mean, you you know when you, it's, it's the old adage: if you put a, a ru- regulation or a rule on the books, how do you take it off the books? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah, most governments are. Well,
0: I shouldn't say most governments. My experience with most governments is is that they uh, they put something up and. Are loathed to take it down primarily because it might make them look bad. Uh, I, did we err? Did we? Did we do this right? Are we going to get criticized? And uh, maybe, maybe not. I, I think a lot of it boils down to the fact that uh, I think you were mentioning about the lawsuit in the United States where uh, the Supreme Court ruled that
1: this wasn't. A vaccine it was now, this is uh john kennedy jr who has um taken the uh, uh went to the supreme court over the uh, mmrna uh claims that were made by the pharmaceuticals uh and uh, basically that it caused no harm and essentially he said well you can't say that and uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what the fallout from that is. That just happened, uh, uh, you know, a couple of days ago. Wow. wasn't given much press because you know it's one of those, one of those dry, um, uh, you know, it's a legal thing and people don't spend a lot of time over, over that. Plus, this, you know, the U.S. is in the middle of this midterm uh, election, which has got everything mm. pretty wound up. So this kind of falls between the cracks. But uh, you know, you can look it up uh, on on the, uh, the internet. And it's it's a it's it's a lot of deep weed stuff, but interesting because you know uh, when a decision like that is made, uh, it has implications going on later. You know. As yeah, exactly. yeah. So. It'll
0: be one of those things. <clears throat> I think we've talked about before. If you if you're in a government situation, the uh, it's not people questioning you spending billions of dollars it's when you get down into the issues of less than a million or perhaps less than 54 billion (laughs) dollars
1: you're talking about the right can thing in canada yeah yeah well that that's interesting you know the uh, you're right you can you can con people if you like with huge numbers, and they really don't understand. We're talking billions, but when you're talking only millions, they seem to get a grasp of it. And I guess the the the, the, the can <clears throat> thing that we've talked about a number of times on, on our, our broadcast. It, you know, it's going to be audited uh, by uh, by parliament, and uh, the, the government's going to have to come up with uh, proof on who whose bright idea this was. Where did the fifty more fifty four million go? I mean, they may legitimately make some have some evidence. I'm I'm going to reserve judgment, but uh, you know the, the the effectiveness and the efficacy of that uh, program is <laughs> clearly <laughs> questionable. So,
0: well, it's, uh, it's interesting too. didn't it come out that one of the people that was supposedly a recipient of millions of dollars said we have no idea what you're talking about because we don't have any of that in our bank account. Correct. Correct.
1: So it's it's uh, it, yeah that's for, uh, and it's and I know that's a, a Canadian uh, issue, but it's 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 one that we'll not have to keep an eye on to see how that uh, audit actually uh, goes and what are mm-hmm. the findings. So uh, that that's one of those nice to chew on uh, cases. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess coupled
0: with that is it's what we've talked about before, or. Uh, do we have the uh, the big things like a magician where oh you know, let's let's look at the uh, the ukrainian situation and have people's minds focused on that and then we'll do other little things like spend 54 million dollars that you know it's just chump change really in the overall scheme of things but sort of
1: falls through the cracks sort of thing yeah yeah well it's uh, it's a little things that uh, tend to screw people up um and uh it's uh it's not uh, out of out of sort of context, and one of the other items on our agenda today was what uh, Elon Musk and Twitter is doing. Uh, he's uh, Twitter employees are, are are filing lawsuits against uh, uh, Musk for basically telling uh, about fifty percent or more of them that they're going to be laid off, um, and so uh, you know they've uh, <laughs> they've gone on a, on a rampage to. Uh, challenge uh, the uh, right of the employer uh, to send the employees, uh, uh, lay them off. So that's it, uh, uh, it's very interesting because, uh, you know, there's uh, apparently 3,700 of them or about 50% of the workforce that's going to be shown the door. What's curious about this case is that, uh, you know, the impact on 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 the social media platform, uh, it's going is either going to be perceptible or it's not. Mm-hmm. Those who are going to be uh, going to the unemployment lines uh, are, if if they're as good as they are, they'll find work, no question. Yeah, but um, clearly the whole the messy part of this this story is that when he bought the company uh, for forty four billion, which is astronomical amounts of money really for most folks to comprehend uh, you know it turns out that some of the paperwork which led to the final purchase of the of the firm mm-hmm. allegedly the the folks uh, who were providing the information to the people who reviewed the books uh, there was some things missing like you know liabilities and assets and so forth. So it, 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 this is this is not over yet. Uh, it's one thing for for Musk to uh, deal with the issues that are you know front and center of the censorship and blah 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 of Twitter. Which, by the way, in our case, we've never our Twitter accounts have never been affected mm-hmm. uh, uh, by that sort of uh, concern because you know, maybe we're, we don't put anything out that's terribly contentious, but, uh, you know, our Twitter account's never been censored. Um, on the other hand, uh, there, the, you know, he's also talking about charging people eight bucks a month going forward to use Twitter to, to essentially make the company uh, uh, financially oh, okay. viable. Well, <clears throat> it's
0: like a lot of things, right? I mean, you you uh, you go back to the people that are going to be laid off. I guess if it was a uh, a public company, maybe there it was it wasn't public. Yeah. Now it's a, it basically it's a private individual that owns it. So right. you know, he decides tomorrow that he wants four employees. There's really nothing that anybody can really do about it. It's it's his company. The whatever he decides or chooses is probably going to be carried out, and. $8 a month, well, that's kind of like the, the whole thing with any of the streaming services now. I see Netflix wants to go back and offer you a lower account fee, but you're going to get ads on it, which I think is kind of interesting. Most people bought a streaming service because they were tired of ads. So well, Will people... Will people walk away from twitter walk away from netflix amazon whatever it is because it's not what they had initially thought i don't know
1: i guess it comes down to you know what's important in your daily life uh, watching uh, these streaming services are you are you going to put up with the ads that inundate it, or it's the same look can, can you afford to be in first class or do you have to go economy is what it comes down to Mm-hmm. uh and the the, the the like the front of the plane and the back of the plane get there at the same time uh except that uh, there are free drinks at the front of the plane and food and the back you're cramped in and uh there's a lot of noise so mm-hmm. it's it's the same with uh, streaming services if you've got the dough and you can afford to not have to watch uh, you know in, incessant numbers of commercials to sell you stuff you don't need with money you don't have great if you've got the money, then you pay it and you, and you basically are in first class. So that's really, you know, the marketplace decides. And in the case of, of Twitter, I can see where the marketplace will decide. I mean, look at Facebook, it's lost 75% allegedly of its, uh, of its net value. And there hasn't been the kind of drama around the f- Facebook uh, operations as there has been around Twitter uh but i understand twitter's never made any money and facebook mm-hmm. apparently now has lost three quarters of its, of its uh book value yeah. yeah so wow <laughs> you know not that i'm worried about uh, you know the zuckerberg's uh fine, you know next meal or anything but you got that's a that's a huge drop in the value of,
0: of, of uh yeah it sure is although it, it goes back to what you're saying too that <clears throat> it's the marketplace Well ultimately, we are the marketplace. And if uh, we as consumers decide, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, is not what we would like it to be, or it doesn't meet our expectations, we have the option of voting with our feet and leading. And, you know, it might be a small stampede, it might be a large stampede. And ultimately, that's what's going to affect the, the, the decisions of the companies. And I think that we, as as uh, shall we say, our consumers, forget that we have that power. You know, maybe we don't exercise it enough.
1: Uh, yeah, although I, I think you know if you if you have a product that people want, they'll buy it. If it's one that isn't delivering for for consumers, they're not going to buy it. It's it's just the way it is. Now the problem with the government that way is they don't have to deal with competitive markets they they can come up with whatever rule they want and you have to go with it uh whereas uh you know the the private sector like this is essentially uh social media if if uh uh you know you're not providing a service uh that people the large majority of people want they're just going to walk away from it do you remember the company called netscape yeah okay um they're gone, they, and that's, that's that's just the way it is, you know. If you're mm. not, not going to provide a service, people are happy with, uh, then down, it goes down. Wow. It, that's yeah. just common sense.
0: Well, we can maybe extend that too to uh, all the listeners, whatever whatever country you're listening in. Uh, about your voting, get out and <clears throat> exercise your democratic right to vote. And uh, if you don't like something. Maybe up. it'll change, maybe it won't, but <clears throat> I guess we'll find out soon with the midterms coming up.
1: Yeah, the American uh, midterms, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we won't say anything much about it at this point because it's uh, really something that's up to the voters in the U.S. Mm. Next week, uh, maybe we'll see what the impact is, particularly on the on human mobility migration refugee disc- issues. Uh, yeah, because it's it clearly uh, there are issues uh, in front of American voters that, uh, uh, that do impact on the question of immigration and migration yeah. or security, etc. Uh, so, with I think we can put. Let, let's just see what happens. Uh, and we'll, we'll 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 dissect it um,
0: later on. After. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Although there is a, a I have a, a, an interesting report just came up on my screen that uh, says that the, and this takes us over to the EU, is Germany's interior minister has now been accused of falsifying asylum numbers to cover up the migrant crisis. Uh, uh, Germany's interior minister, a woman by the name of Nancy Pfizer, is being hit with serious allegations that she falsified the number of so-called refugees coming to Germany since the beginning of the year. That she claimed that there are 57,000 some refugees entering the German territory Well, the federal police have registered 101,000 since January. So her figure is 40% lower than her own authorities are recording. Uh, And now there are some who are saying it's probably a whole lot more than that uh, because the uh, refugee asylum people are talking about (laughs) 154,557 asylum seekers. And never mind whatever... Spillover you have from the seven or eight million Ukrainians that have left. Uh, so this is interesting. Where where you know the 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 misinformation, malinformation, disinformation coming out of the 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 the, the German uh, Interior Ministry's uh, uh, minister's mouth. You know, is is causing some angst. Uh, well, I, you know, I, it's yeah, that, and, it's and that it's, third rail again. Let's not talk about you know migration. Yeah, I
0: guess it gets down to the point of: uh, do we actually have any unbiased reporting going on anymore? You know, it, surely to goodness, you should be able to go and go to a source and and find information out that gives you the pros, gives you the cons, and let you make your own decision. But it it sure doesn't seem to be that way. You know, you, you get a policy, and it gets reiterated and regurgitated and if you say it long enough and loud enough it becomes the truth
1: well and if you do get caught in a lie then the then there are certain people who will come out as they have in in uh, this uh, business of the pandemic uh, where if the lockdowns weren't very very clever or didn't really work then then let's declare a pandemic amnesty this is from Uh, Brown University professor thinks that, well, we should forgive everyone for what uh, was done uh, because we really didn't know what we were doing. (laughs) You know, let's let everybody off the hook here. Well, you know, that's that's a tough mea culpa to swallow. What do you mean? Uh, And this was in the Atlantic uh, magazine, which is, you know, a a widely read, you know, left of center uh, uh, publication, but, you know, aggressively promoting the issue of, well, we should we should have an amnesty on people who conned you for the last two years like okay how does that work excuse me yeah it, it is it's
0: an amnesty
1: for what yeah. oh, for screwing up the economy i'm sorry well, it's, it's screwing up your kids education for yeah. having thousands of people who who uh, you know uh, died in various in uh, you know, retirement homes and, and Yes, and I'm,
0: I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because of the, inan- the the insanity of it all. You know, can't we just
1: all get along? Well, you you would hope so. Uh, you know, but I guess this human nature is is a, is is a great equalizer. <laughs> it's really uh, challenging to, to to argue what you just said. about can't we all get along when when so many aggrieved people? Uh, and not of a, a lot of it might be imagined, you know, from, from the so-called woke side, but there really were some terrible uh, uh, things that happened. It, it, and, you know, I'll, I will say that, yes, we didn't really, we weren't really prepared collectively, globally for the pandemic, because it, it was, it, but on the other hand, uh, to, uh, to pursue a, um, policy, which as it turned out was wrong. Uh, I, I don't I'm not, I'm not sure retribution is good. But I sure certainly don't think you have to give blanket to uh, forgive. Yeah. Come on. Uh, because then that just opens up uh, uh, the opportunity another crisis, a global cry. Oh, well, we can screw up, but it's okay, we'll just ask for forgiveness. You know, the world is such an information ways is so immediate and so small. That, you know, what happened a year ago is almost like it happened a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people forget how much pain and suffering this, this damn virus brought upon the, you know, the world. Uh, so don't, just don't whitewash it and say, oh, well, you know, let's, let's all forgive and forget. You can't do that. Because in when, when the next crisis or the next pandemic, you know, we, yeah. we can't have the same transgressions going forward.
0: Well, I guess it was back to uh, me culpa. Great. Uh, I think that unintentional governments, I think, decided that uh, this is really a good thing because uh, I can rule the way I want to. And there's really not going to be any opposition because, you know, we could bring up the fact that, well, we're just doing it in the name of the public interest or the public safety. And this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And you know, uh, what's the famous line? You're either with us or you're against us.
1: Uh, yeah, which very much is the kind of intransigence that's uh, currently in our sort of discussion. Uh, you know, like you say, uh, you can't you can't unite people if, if one of the key slogans is "You're with us, you're against us." So you don't you can't you can't bring people into a common understanding if you're if you're going to make things so binary. I mean, you know. It's, it's not how this. It's not how we worked before. We've got to get away from that. And I'm hoping that with uh, the sorts of discussions we're having, perhaps in other areas, people will, will start thinking about. Okay, I don't. I am not going to get everything I want, any more than the person who I'm arguing with is going to get everything he or she wants. So we have to kind of make some some compromises. You know, our honest compromises are perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: that's really what it should be about. Uh, In my estimation, you you have to give it a little, you have to take a little. And uh, it's inevitably like any argument, there's a pro side and a con side. And is it a perhaps a disinterested third party? um, I can look at the facts and make my own decisions, which may agree with the pro side, may agree with the con side. But it may end up somewhere in the middle and I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm being a little bit uh, naive, but I think that's where most people want to be somewhere where they're comfortable with not far left, not far right. And uh, hopefully uh, be able to reach that agreement.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I just uh, another one of the flybys that just came across my desk, uh, which we hadn't planned on in our, in our pre-production pre, uh, talk is uh, the number of unsolved murders in the United States. This is for a law enforcement community. Uh, according to the FBI, Criminal Justice Information Services, they say that in 2020, a record low of only 54% of the country's homicide cases were actually cleared. So I mean, it's, it's tantamount to getting away with murder a, a case cleared is when it's solved or suspected killers arrest and firmly charged but the the drop in 2020 apparently attributed to the fact that homicides uh, saw a 30 percent increase that year and according to the FBI uh, 2020 uniform crime report police and sheriff's departments are overwhelmed with cases wow. uh, meanwhile of course we have we have a lot of Distrust and willingness to work with police across the board, because of the various, uh, you know, defund the police activities and uh, have gone on. So this is a very uh, it's one of, again one of those stories that's underneath the radar, not really talked about very much. It's really just came across my desk now, and again, it's uh, you know when you talk about uh, the fact that there was a thirty percent increase uh, in twenty twenty. Uh, in homicides, that, that that's it, that's uh, that's saying something.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know here locally. Watching the news, um, it's it's sad with homicides being that much of an increase. But how many more cases of of uh, mentally uh, disturbed individuals are going out? Uh, we've had so many unexplained attacks, or somebody's walking down the street, and, and they get blindsided. Uh, does this fall in? Like, is this part and parcel of being locked up for so long that people are getting out, and they don't know how to act in society again? Or, I don't know.
1: Well, I think that's, that's, that's a discussion that we'd have to have with, with uh, someone who has a direct sort of experience and knowledge of, of uh, the psychology of, of, of criminality. Uh, particularly, you know, the, the the these these spontaneous things that people get pushed on on subway tracks, or you're just walking down the street and you get clocked by by uh, by someone. Uh, this, yeah, you know, it's almost like there's a mass psychosis going on, uh, and it's affecting a percentage of the population who might be aggrieved or homeless. Mm-hmm. mentally unstable I mean a why a normal person does not walk down the street and point someone in the back of the head for no particular reason okay so uh, the talk a lot on uh, media by politicians that we have a we have a mental illness crisis uh, in, in, in North America for example yes one would say that uh, theres you you have to suggest that someone who hits another person for no apparent reason has got a problem now yeah, yeah a person might have a a uh, cognitive problem of some kind mm-hmm. uh, but you know when you when you connect that to the change in attitude by the court system uh, thinking that uh, leniency no no direct uh uh, uh uh correlation between time uh sentencing and, and the crimes and it because i guess i i'm trying to say it's something's gone wrong along the way here and and <clears throat> we need to uh you know as as just uh citizens uh, as as people who aren't experts in criminology we need to kind of get some answers mm-hmm. uh, as to what is driving this. I mean, we can throw in the business of uh, defunding the police and the changes in the justice system and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, this is uh, COVID connected. I don't know. Is it uh, uh, Yeah. because of the downturn in the economy? I don't. I mean, it really is a tough one. But I, I tell you this, the streets of large urban centers now are becoming, especially the core, where there, where there are tens of thousands of homeless people in some major cities living on the sidewalks, you know, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not because they're... The, the, the homeless issue is, is one that I think can be dealt with if, if the uh, we, we stopped with the preconceived notions of why people are there. It's got to yeah. be some, you know clean water poured into the glass on this one by not only well-meaning but uh you know well uh, uh grounded experts and and, and and folks who know what they're talking about we don't you know I, th- I just see too much we don't have enough information and we have a lot of conjecture on the issue in, in the press and in social media so it's, it's really one that's quite for me anyway i admit that it's 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 intellectually challenging to come up with a uh, an answer on how to deal with that aspect of uh, you know crime that's generated as a result of the things we're talking about
0: yeah it's it totally is it is it, you're right is it covid related is it is it recession related I, it would be nice to be able to have a crystal ball and look into the future and see if there's going to be any answers that that come towards this. But I, I like you, I, I, I guess you know, I could be walking down the street here and have an issue. And, and it used to be, oh gosh, you don't go to the East End, of, East End of town, you don't do this. Well, that East End of town has become virtually anywhere now you know, you, you really got to keep an eye out and, and watch out for things. And maybe, you know, again, my armchair psychology degree, which I think I got off the back of a matchbox says, maybe it is related to the fact that we were locked up for so long. And, you know, we we've never had that happen in, in the course of human history that I'm aware of. And, as a result, we don't have any real plan or, or uh, tactic on, on how we can and reintegrate people back in from being basic loaners.
1: Well, it's um, it, it really is a, a problem of our times. And it's not like uh, we don't have the intellectual capacity and, and the means to deal with it. But what we don't seem to have is the resolve of the leadership uh, of, of uh, the most senior people to talk about this in a, in a, in a, in a tangible, concrete way. There's, all, there's a lot of talk that's very superficial,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but not, you know, uh, and I think it's, uh, you see great cities like New York and London uh berlin vancouver uh uh you know the core of these cities is, is rotting out and people are abandoning it you know this is not this is this is symptomatic of something a, a deeper malaise that, uh the leadership better get the grips with yeah uh, so it, and it, it is it's as global as uh, inflation it's as global as the energy shortage it's as global as uh you know uh Trafficking in people—it's as global as, yeah. it. Like, you know. It's, well, I, think, it's, I guess that goes
0: back to—we've <clears throat> uh, discussed it on previous episodes of trust in your government. Yeah. So, somewhere along the line, uh, the cynic in me says, "You know, I, I can't trust a politician. I know he's lying because his lips are moving." And until we can get away from that kind of a mindset, looking. Maybe not with a hundred percent awe and respect of the person, but until you can at least believe some of what they're talking about that they do have your interest at, at heart and, and concern as opposed to their own. Um, I don't know if this is gonna gonna change much at all, you know. Yeah they, they, they give you lip service. Yeah, we're gonna throw more money here. We're gonna throw more, more money there and in reality. There isn't a lot of money to throw around, you know. we've, yeah, got, a, just we've got negotiations, money. and I'm sure you, where you are, there's there's union negotiations going around, and you well, know, oh, we need to have this. We need to have this. We need to have this. And I guess my question has always been, well, if we need that, what don't you need? You know.
1: Um, well, uh, you know, the, the the global economy is in for a tough sled. Everybody agrees with that, unless you're living under a rock and and are completely, uh, or or you're uh, so immersed in in some political ideology that you refuse to accept the reality. But you know we're heading into a tough winter uh, uh, globally, and uh, a lot of these social issues will be impacted directly uh, as a result of of uh, society who will be challenged to worry about their job, worry about whether they can feed their family, whether they can keep the roof over their heads. And so what we spoke about earlier with respect to the homeless, you know, they may get really shortchanged on this thing because no one's going to want to talk yeah. about that. You
0: know? But anyway, well, I guess, and coupled with that, if, if it gets down to the point where, where I'm more concerned about, can I put gas in my tank and food on my table? And we get people that are arriving with, uh, you know, the uh, migra- migration issues that are going around the world. Um, my empathy is maybe not where it should be. Yeah. And that's human uh, nature.
1: You know, everything, every, every problem that you have is local. It's, uh, you know, we, we sit here and think about uh, the, 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 the war in Ukraine. Okay, but that that's not here. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's tough for Ukrainians. But it's not tough for someone in Australia or someone in uh, uh, <coughs> Guyana, you know, these, you know, particularly the, the you know, the people yeah. who are outside of the direct uh, uh, crisis. So that's human nature too. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, we will are we, running out of time where we really don't have, we were going to talk about the Ukraine thing, but we're down to our last two minutes. Uh, for today's broadcast, so I think we need to think about uh, what uh, what day we will we'll catch up with you uh, in your secret location, um, uh, and we'll talk about uh, what happens on uh, November, after November the 8th. We'll, we'll yeah. do our own uh, armchair post-mortems, because it's going to be either very interesting or very not interesting. <laughs> we'll see, but the impact. Yeah impact it on other parts mm. of the world will be i think felt depending on how it turns out.
0: Yeah, very true.
1: But also I'm going to have to let you go cuz okay. We're coming up to the what you know in real in real broadcast we're up to a hard break but we don't have a hard break we're running out of the free time that we yeah uh, offer gives us so uh which, which is okay. Uh we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Safe travels. And uh, we'll catch you uh, on the other side of the night.
0: Sounds good to me. All right. Take care. You too. (laughs) See you soon.